So yesterday I was working in the daycare and I had a little girl who would come up to me, prattle on something in another language. She was her, she's, I believe they are, they're from Lebanon. And then I would, I would just say, yeah. And she would nod, she would smile and nod and walk away. So I asked her mom about it when she came here and her mom gave me to pick her up and her mom gave me this look and she's like, she's, she's asking you to eat her cat. (laughs) Oh, yummy. Delicious. This podcast is part of the Gunny Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not reflect those of other podcasts or affiliates of this show or Gunna Geek. Check out other geeky podcasts at GunnaGeek.com and get ready because geekiness commences in three, two, one. In a world where four friends find themselves on a quest to unite geeks everywhere. Hold on a second. <clears throat> That's better. Welcome to the official GunnaGeek.com podcast. What type of podcast are we? Simply put, we're a few friends who enjoy talking about geeky things, and we want to share that with you. We feature a panel of hosts covering a variety of topics from sci-fi to comics, gaming to tech, and of course, a bunch of other random geekiness. We're always looking for your suggestions, so feel free to email podcast at GunnaGeek.com, tweet us at GunnaGeek, or write us on our Facebook at facebook.com slash gunnageek. Now, let me introduce you to the host for this half-hour ride, myself, Stephen Jondrew. Some might call me wishy-wash. Joining me is Jean-Sebastien. You're going to edit my testes. Chris Farrell. You're just upset Steve Jobs won't let you get porn apps on the iPhone. I know how it is. <laughs> and John D, a.k.a. Wing. I am Groot. All right, it's time to get geeky. Welcome to Not All Things Good Nerdy, as the voices might suggest, but the official GunnaGeek.com podcast. Now, you might be wondering, where, where's Steven Jondrew? Well, he had car issues. You might be wondering, well, where's JS? Well, he had some personal issues he had to take care of. And then you might be going, well, what about John D? He's almost always here. Well, he's in Vegas for Geekcation. So they left me holding the bag, and luckily I was able to reach out to my ATG and cohorts and get some backup tonight. Wow, we have taken over yet another podcast. That's exactly what I told Steven tonight. I was like, yep, this is a hashtag ATG and takeover. <laughs> <laughs> so we should just, the name of the episode should just be hashtag ATG Well, takeover. I'm going to suggest that to Steven right now because I'm not sure how much this he'll get to listen to before he puts it out. But I'm thinking that's a good plan. And for those that might be wondering, if this is an ATG and takeover, where's Anthony? Well, he should be joining us shortly. We're having some internet issues getting a hold of people. So if he drops in randomly, that's what's happening, is we're fixing the internet because in traditional ATG and fashion, we break things before we do them. Exactly. We're really good at breaking things. Especially Naki. I am super good at it. Because anytime I leave town, she breaks, my, she breaks the website. <laughs> I do, every single time. I don't think there's been a time where I've not broken the website at all. I think there was once, just so we could have a statistical outlier. No, you know what? You're right. I did do it once, but my connection was so bad that we wound up only doing like a 15-minute show anyway. (laughs) Yeah, because you were like 15 seconds behind everyone else talking. (laughs) So I spoke too soon. We can't take Naki anywhere because she breaks the internets. You. And breaks them badly. Really badly. 
sorry. It's okay. We, we, we can accept it. We can accept I'm a wizard. Wizard? All I can think <laughs> is that crappy cell phone commercial from the mid-2000s now. I'm, I, was, I was thinking Hagrid, but okay. Okay. That works, too. That's probably a less dated reference. Yeah. It makes me feel less old. You are old as shit. You're, You're the older same than me, so. aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> aren't you uh, like three months older than me or something like that? I don't know. I'm August. I'm November. Yeah, I'm three months older than you. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm old, what does that make Naki? We'll leave that to the listeners to decide. You can let us know. Hit us up on any of the contact methods that one Stephen John Drew has always, always mentioned anytime he does the show. I'm not going to do any blind tosses like him tonight, I don't think. Or am I? Probably not. I'm lazy. <laughs> but uh, good notice for all of you fans. We should, we should have everyone back from the show next week. As far as we know, everyone's back in town. And I'm actually getting messages right now that Anthony should be joining us shortly. Internets are working. Yay, no more power outage. I know, that's what he said. He goes, I had a power outage. I'm going, oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're just we're just great. Yeah, yeah we're it's so. typical ATG in fashion. Those of you who might be fans of our show over at atgandpodcast.com, because John D would hate me if I didn't get the plug in. You would know that pretty much the internet hates us, and even though we do a live show, it spites us on a constant basis. Yeah, is that every a fair week statement? To, every week, to be to be honest. <laughs> yeah, especially in Naki's weeks, like we've said before, it, it's it's tough stuff, guys. Tough. I stuff. am the best. The best that ever was. You don't break into song because then we got to pay royalties for any music that you would sing. That's yeah. probably a good thing because I'm still like coming off a sinus infection, so I probably would sound even worse than normal. Now it almost sounds like a challenge, though. I don't know what to do. Whether to encourage. The very best. Is that there from Pokemon? That's, yes, that's as far as it goes, though. Because otherwise we're going to have to pay. Yeah. Well, you could sing one of your original songs. Like the bacon song, wasn't it? Did I have a bacon song? I thought you had a bacon song. No, you had the Pantsless Sunday song. Yeah, there was was the Pantsless Sunday song. It's just another Pantsless Sunday. That's as far as it's going to go. That's as far as it goes. Yeah. So for you... It uh, goes on longer, but I'm just not going to sing it. Fair enough. I see how it goes. It's an ATG and exclusive. Yeah, just go to ATG and see. And those of you might be wondering, what the hell is he doing? This is called me stalling while I wait for Anthony's internet to start working again. (laughs) (laughs) It's what I do. I've learned how to stall. I don't have quite the same skill as one Steve and John Drew or uh, John D because they've been at this a lot longer than I have. But I always learn something new. But half the time anymore, I'm learning about blind tosses. And it annoys the crap out of me sometimes, as you guys might have noticed, because we've started doing it back. We have officially been doing this for two years now. Shh, that makes us sound like we're professionals or something, and we are, we're decidedly having fun as amateurs. Oh, yes, obviously. But I'm just saying, we've, uh, we hit our two-year mark this, this week. Yeah, and here's the scary thing, is that Legends stream is about to hit 200. Oh, God. Yeah, they got a lot <laughs> <up> on us. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. It really kind of is. I guess I'm just going to roll into some news then. How about that? And we'll see when Anthony can pop in. This one was just breaking the night we record this, which is on, what, Thursday, April 
24th, that they have cast a guy to play Cyborg in Batman versus Superman. He's an actor by the name of Ray Fisher, who's pretty much known for what I've seen here, a lot of his offstage work, or excuse me, onstage, like Broadway type stuff. And it's supposedly not a major role, but to set up Justice League. And I'm going to toss this one to Naki, because I think she had the best statement about this in the pre-show. Uh, they, they should have called this movie Batman vs. Superman, because we're too fucking chicken to call this the Justice League. Ding, 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 ding. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of getting ridiculous now. The Batman vs. Superman movie was going to be hard enough to do with those two main figures. Now you've got Wonder Woman in there. Now you've got Cyborg in there. There's rumors of Aquaman I've seen online. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's just Justice League. The end. Learn a lesson from Marvel and set up your universe the right way. Don't try and toss it all into one movie because you're running scared. Well, that, that that is a lesson from Marvel. That's known as Spider-Man 3. Well, no, no. From Marvel Studios. Let me rephrase. <laughs> from from Kevin Feige's group, who has like the Bible that's out at 2828, I think it is, on Marvel Films. Some ridiculous thing like that. Uh, so many Marvel Films. So little time. <laughs> Well, that's, I don't know. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a fun to be a comic book fan the next couple of years. I mean, because you think we still get Guardians of the Galaxy this summer. Next summer is, um, or excuse me, next winter we get Star Wars again. God, what else is yeah. next year? Batman vs. Superman next year. It's ridiculous. We also get, well, I mean, I'm, out of everything that we've mentioned so far, because of what, what news has come out with, with Star Wars, I kind of dropped my interest in it, which is sad because it's Star Wars. But... What I am ridiculously excited for is Guardians of the Galaxy. I know. Who'd have thunk it, too? Right? Everyone was like, Guardians of the Galaxy? What the hell is Marvel thinking? This this book's barely been out there since, what, 2008? And now you've got a bunch of people going, this Guardians thing, it sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, I am so excited for Guardians. And I'm like, that that preview was amazing. And I was just like... I didn't think I was going to be excited, like at all. And I and like I really like the current ongoing series with Guardians, but I, you know, it's a series that no one really knows. Yeah, I had I to look it major up. Victory. Aha! For those of you that are listening, <laughs> Anthony Bachman has joined us. And in traditional ATG and fashion, like I've said, we had technical difficulties. So if, that's right. If you're playing the nothing, drinking nothing game, like drink having up. the computer all set up. I go do my workout, mid workout fucking power outage in her house because of the storm. I come back and the computer, everything's down. Nothing works. Nothing even wanted to turn on. Oh, no. Yeah, it was super fun. <laughs> so that moment you're sitting there going, oh, my God, is everything broken? Please come yeah, back. Yeah, for a second, I actually thought, because like, we have one of those really nice like $200 power supplies to plug a computer in right. that's supposed to stop it from ever messing up anything. It just didn't seem to want to reboot itself. Oh, God. <laughs> so it absorbed all the impacts. So as far as I can tell, there's nothing wrong with any of my gear. It just didn't want to turn back on at first. Right. Yeah, I've had those before, and they do their job of taking that beating, but sometimes they do it a little too well, and they don't want to come back. <laughs> and then you're yeah. just like, oh, God, 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 why? So uh, we, we were gushing. Right now, but, everything seems to be working, so I'm well, good. That's good. We're glad that the tech crisis has been averted. Uh, what you missed is we were gushing about Guardians of the Galaxy and how it's kind of surprising how many people are getting excited for it based off of what you would have thought two years ago is what the hell are they thinking? Fair enough. And I mean, one, how can it not be fun? It's a, a tree that says three words and a raccoon that uses a machine gun. See, this is about the only time I wish we had a soundboard so we could just cue up John D going, I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's 
just that alone is going to make it fun. And it's one of those ones because, I mean, I was joking. The first thing I said was I miss Major Victory. For those that don't know, for the real, real nerdy New Warriors fans, Vance Astrovic, Marvel Boy of the New Warriors, in an alternate universe, grows up to become a cosmic character named Major Victory who actually carries Captain America's shield. So, like, he is a total badass. Yeah, no and doubt. In that, in that alternate future, he came back to the Marvel 616 and led the original Guardians of the Galaxy. But that team has absolutely nothing to do with the team that everybody's freaking out about with this movie. When they first said they were making a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Charlie 26 and fucking Major Victory? How the hell are they going to pull that off? I'm like, <laughs> oh no, it's a totally new team. No, it's the 2008 oh, one. And you're like, okay. oh. Well, at least then it made sense, too, because it was a team that was current coming off of Annihilation. Yes. And they had made the new Guardians team, and you know, I'd read a little bit about them, but yeah, the first thing I thought was, wow, Major Victory is going to be in a movie? That's awesome. And I will give there's them credit. Still hope. Go ahead, sorry. So there's still hope that yeah. could happen. That's yeah. true. I mean, there's there's Nova's in the movie. There's apparently, uh, who is it? Glenn Close is playing like Nova Prime. Exactly. Yeah. Glenn Close is doing Nova. There's so many big name yeah. actors and stuff that want in on this comic book movie craze now, and I kind of love it. Oh yeah, that part's awesome. And yeah, I mean, even when they're saying that they caught them, they're ki- they say that they caught them all on Xandar. That's the home planet of the Nova Corps. Right. It's like that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, this one's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be better than a lot of people expect because I think a lot of people are going in with minimal expectations. Now, do I think it'll be Captain America numbers at the box office? No. Well, no, and it shouldn't be. But it's the one thing where yeah, it's really. I mean, they pay for the actors. But then other than that, I mean, I can't imagine that the script cost them too much. They'd have to bring in some huge, crazy Hollywood writer to write the script. And then it's, you know, some CGI, paint up Zoe Saldana. That right there will get you $100 million. Yeah, probably. You know, you turn Zoe Saldana a different color, it's money. (laughs) And for people that are out there being like, oh, I don't care. This has nothing to do with the Avengers. Uh, Wrong. I think it's Kevin Feige in interviews said, yeah, there's going to be bits of Guardians that tie into the Avengers also for Avengers 3. They're building they're doing, towards the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. Right. They're doing Age of Ultron for the next Avengers movie. It's, yeah. It's going to tie in. Right. Yeah, and I've been enjoying the fact that uh, Robert Downey Jr. is finally on Twitter and has been tweeting pictures of his arrival. It's yeah. been quite funny. Him on Twitter has been really cool. He was really funny when he first got on there. He's like, all right, Twitter, be nice to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess he had a picture of everyone's uh, chairs on set. They're all like the high director's type chairs, except for his. It's real short. And yeah. they all have their names on it. And they're like, what did you do to piss people off? Yeah, his was like the little kid's chair or something. Yeah, exactly. It was hilarious. Uh, the thing we started with in the show, I don't know if you'd heard this yet, but news breaking today that uh, Batman vs. Superman has now cast a guy to play Cyborg in it. Oh, no, I hadn't. I mean, I've been, like I said, I've been at work all day, and on my tablet, we don't we don't have Wi-Fi at work. Right. So, like, I occasionally pick up Wi-Fi from the uh, Pojo's Entertainment next door. It's an arcade. Okay. <laughs> So occasionally I'll get one bar, but yeah, I, I get no news at work. So yeah, yeah I come I, home, work out, showered, and straight to this. So I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I guess Variety broke the news that a guy by the name of Ray Fisher will be playing a part of Cyborg, and they said it's not a major part, but how did Naki so eloquently put it? But he's playing Vic oh. fucking Stone? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, that's well, what they said. My, my version of Batman versus Superman is now Batman versus Superman because we're too fucking chicken to say Justice League. well and i mean they still got what like a year and a half i mean it's still in pre-production there's plenty of time for them to turn around and change it and say oh you know that's the justice league movie right it's still set to come out the exact same weekend as captain america 3 in 2016 
Yeah, which I'm honestly, I believe DC is going to flinch. I love the fact that everyone's burying the lead, though. They're like, oh my god, Marvel, why would you move your movie to be at the same date? And I'm like, guys, Marvel's had that date posted for yeah. untitled Marvel movie number three or whatever for like two yeah, years. Yeah, Feige just said they've got it scheduled out to 2028 now. Yeah, I was like, Feige's already said this was already scheduled, it was already in the calendar. You just didn't know it was Captain America. You knew it was Marvel. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and with after the, the amount of money that Cap's made, why the fuck would they flinch? They have no reason to. Yeah. None. It's dumb, though, for both the parties. The last time I looked, Cap 6, or Cap 2, was number 6 of all-time Marvel films. Right, it keeps making money. It's three weeks in a row, number one at the yeah, box and office. It, it just opened in Japan, I think, it's either this weekend or last weekend, was its first opening in Japan. It hadn't even opened there yet. Right, it's made, I think they said close to 500 mil worldwide at this point. Let's see. Might be over that, but uh, it's the dumb. They made another million seven at the box office here this Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. It, it keeps doing really well because it's been so yeah, good. It's, it's six hundred and three million according to box That's office it. mojo. It is now. Where's the Marvel rankings? And the nice thing is, it's been helping Agents of Shield because as people get caught up, the Agents of Shield ratings keep going up. Nice. Yeah, if you include the ex- like technically the movie expanded universe of the Spider-Man and X-Men films, it's already in 11th place. Jeez. So it's only behind basically Iron Man, Spider-Man, X-Men the Last Stand, X-Men 2 United and the Avengers. Yeah, I mean, the simple fact of the matter is this movie has outperformed any expectation anyone had because they're always like, oh, "Captain America, who cares?" Because well, he's fucking Captain America. He's awesome. Well, that 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 was basically my feelings towards it, but then they started bringing in Falcon and Black Widow, and you know the Winter Soldier. So, <laughs> and spoiler alert: Armin Zola. That was, that so was cool. awesome. I fucking loved Armin Zola. It wasn't it was, a robot with a face in its chest, but it was really fucking close. Yes, it was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's now fifth behind Iron Man Two. So that's, the only Marvel Cinematic though. Universe of the Marvel films that have made more money than Captain America Winter Soldier is Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, and Marvel's The Avengers. Yeah, that's and ridiculous. it's Yeah, it's, it would have a ways to go to catch Iron Man 2, so it's not likely. It's at 207... Wait, is it 207 million gross per theater on their little chart here? And they've got Iron Man 2 at 312. But yeah, it just it just beat Thor: The Dark World. It beat Thor. It beat the first Captain America. It beat uh, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, all for you know, a punk kid from Brooklyn. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, I'm oh, very wait, excited. Brooklyn or the Bronx? I can. The Bronx, I think, is what he Bronx, says. Yeah. yeah, all for a skinny kid from the Bronx. Not fucking bad. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just want to see the next Marvel fl- flick at this point. I'm like, is is it time for Guardians yet? <laughs> I know it my comes boss. Out the week of my birthday. So excited. Nice. nice. Yeah, my my bosses at work give us our their spiel about you know summer trips. I'm one of the only few people at my job that doesn't have kids and you know family and does you know sam- summer vacation stuff with their kids and all that stuff. So they've got to you know figure out how many people are going to have in and out of the office to make sure you know all the child support stuff keeps getting done. And they're like you know make sure you go in and ask for whatever weekends off that you want for you know June, July, August, blah blah blah. So I sat down. I was like, well, I need this day off for Amazing Spider-Man two, <laughs> and I need this day off for um. Wait, what's the next one? So it's Amazing Spider-Man 2 is next X-Men Friday. X-Men Days of Future Past. And X-Men Days of Future Past. And I realized there's nothing between X-Men Days of Future Past and August 1st fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. There's nothing in between that makes me so sad. I was like, I have to go over a month in the summer without a Marvel film? What is wrong with this picture? It's because they sandwiched X-Men and uh, Spider-Man so close together. 
Well, that's because that's not Marvel's doing. That's exactly, yeah. Marvel did, or wait, yeah, Marvel has nothing to do with either one of them. Okay, so there's a real that's cool... Sony fighting Fox. There's a real cool feature here that, if you didn't realize, when you go see Amazing Spider-Man 2, there is a post credit scene for X-Men Days of Future Past. Have you guys heard that yet? No fucking way. They did a cross-company you, well, post-credit it's, scene? it's not what you think it is, though. It's not because they're combining the universes or anything, but Mark Webb, well, no. the, the director of Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, was contracted with Fox, I believe it is, to do a series of movies after he'd done a, what is it, the 500 Days of Summer movie. He was contracted to do like additional two movies, and they wanted him to do this movie. So one of the concessions that Sony had to do to get Mark Webb was to put a mid-credit teaser for X-Men Days of Future Past in the movie. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that that's was how they got Mark Webb. That was one of the negotiating points. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I saw that like mid-last week, and I was like, really? Because I was like, this is going to blow some people's minds. And they're like, are these connected now? And they were quick to be like, these are not connected. This is because we said that we needed to make up for stealing their director contractually. And this is one of the things they asked for. <laughs> Yeah, which that makes sense. Yeah, they can't connect the universes. They don't have the legal right to do it. No. Unless you, can't, you can't have Spider-Man swinging behind the Avengers. You can't have Peter Parker show up at the X-Mansion. Like, it, they can't do it. One day, Marvel, or rather Disney, is just going to shell out the money to buy all those back, and they're going to do it. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the problem is, at this point, why would Sony ever stop making Spider-Man films? They only have to do, I think it's one every five years. Pretty much. I mean, you do three, and then you reboot, and you do another trilogy, and you reboot, and you do another trilogy. I mean, it's Spider-Man. They could honestly do that until the end of fucking time. Well, and there's this, always going to be enough kids to go see it that it will make money. And then this time, they're doing it so that uh, they can have a Sinister Six movie with it. Well, yeah, and if you throw in, yeah, offshoot stuff that they own, like a Venom film, a Sinister Six film. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason for them to stop, just like with Fox. Why would Fox ever give back the contract to Wolverine? Because let's be honest, it's not the X-Men franchise that they bought. They bought the fucking Wolverine well, film franchise. The only way bought. that's going to happen <laughs> is if Hugh Jackman decides he's done and they find and they recast a shitty Wolverine and kill the franchise. Yeah, which, I mean, honestly, at some point, he's not going to be able to get into that shape. And he says once he can't get into that shape anymore, he's going to stop doing the role. Which, like, you know, smart. I can't blame the guy. He's killing himself to play that fucking character. And he's it's gorgeous. Well, you don't want to run into a situation you have with some of the early Bond films where at a certain point, Sean Connery was not able to really be James Bond like he should be anymore. But yeah, he, kept he wasn't going Sean it. Connery anymore, barely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it got a little rough. But we were talking about X-Men, and I kind of wanted to bring up a topic, but I don't know the right way to do it. So I got a question for you guys. Let me set it up a little bit. Is Have you guys heard a lot of the controversy that's happening about Brian Singer recently? No. Nope. Okay, so going on? let me preface some of the story. But he has pulled out of all of these scheduled appearances for X-Men Days of Future Past because I guess it was about two weeks ago there was a guy in Hawaii who filed a civil suit against him alleging uh, sexual assault and naming a bunch of people. And I'm not, I don't want to get into the sexual assault aspect of it. The allegations are there. If you want to read about it, there's all the details are online. They're in the court case. And it's it's pretty grim. Now, that's not to say he did or didn't do it. But the question I really had for you guys is, why do you think that nobody's really talking about it at this point? I mean, the internet's always real quick to jump on like celebrities and things like that when they screw up. But it seems like the geek side of the internet really just is being very quiet about the Brian Singer issue. I mean, you guys hadn't yeah, heard of it. I've never is- even heard of it. And honestly, I would probably say that that's Fox 20th Century Fox money. And how many news organizations does Fox still own? I mean, that that's possible. I mean... Th- 
I read the allegations because I'm curious and that kind of wish I hadn't because I went, ooh, nasty. But, but I mean, the, you know, it's, so it's it's a sexual assault allegation that specifically names Brian Singer? He specifically names Brian Singer and says that Singer made promises of getting him in movies and that this occurred when the defendant was 17 years old in 1999. Oh, nice. So he's even claiming that it's like basically child right. uh, statutory it, rape. And Singer's lawyers have come out and said what I thought, honestly, <laughs> which is this is blatantly a grab for cash because there's no reason for someone to sit on this until right before an X-Men movie comes out that Brian Singer's attached. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait until the person I'm going to name in court is about to like hit probably what will be his biggest payday. Yeah, it, it smacks of a, of a bullshit lawsuit, but at the same time, you don't really hear much about it. And in today's culture where everybody jumps all over something like that because we love controversy we love the tmz's of the world and ironically i think it's tmz that broke this originally it it just seems very quiet and there were a lot of people talking about it on twitter uh, just asking this question that i follow that were like why is nobody talking about this like uh, matt minor who writes the liberator comics and stuff like that was asking a lot of people he goes why is nobody talking about this he goes i don't know whether it's true or not something that effect he goes but it's kind of a big deal that you've got a director a big Hollywood name who's responsible for all these uh, tentpole X-Men movies being accused of something like this and nothing's being said. It's the same thing with like Roman Polanski, if you go back and think about it, is that he was accused of heinous things and presumably might be guilty. And it hasn't, I think it was proven in court. But well, I, I think that right there is two very different things. I think the, the Roman Polanski thing, it's because the modern public couldn't even tell you who the fuck Roman Polanski was. That's true. And so they didn't care. And so you couldn't sell... You know, you couldn't get clicks on the Huffington Post on an article about Roman Polanski because the average person sitting at work reading the news doesn't know who the fuck that is. That's fair. I mean, and I didn't bring this up to try and be like, oh, Brian Singer's guilty or Brian Singer's innocent. But to more talk about the, the circumstances around it, why people aren't yeah, talking not about it. About. I, I, don't, I just found the Daily News article, so I'm going to read that later. But I mean, honestly, I mean, it might be something as simple as I think people just really like Brian Singer. Yeah, I mean, that very well could be, too. I, I feel bad for him in the aspect that he's not allowed to go and, and uh, I was going to say press the flesh, which is a terrible phrase, but yeah, go out and uh, promote the, uh, the words. Yeah, to go out and uh, <laughs> promote X-Men Days of Future Past. I mean, because, like I said, just from reading the accusations and the timing of things, it doesn't smack of being true to me. So it's kind of a bummer that he gets pulled from those things, but I'll probably eat those words if it's proven it was true. <laughs> Well, I mean, so, I mean, if it's true, it's awful. If it's not true, I feel that it's, you know, it's kind of horse shit that, you know, of course, you know, Fox being a big corporation is going to do whatever they can to cover their ass. Why should the guy have to bow out from something that's allegations? Anybody can make fucking allegations of anything. That's one right. of the worst things I hate about when I was in the military. I have a friend, you know, I'll never name names, but we have a friend who has a charge of sodomy mm. on his record, on his permanent record. And when they talk about permanent records when you're in school, they don't really fucking exist. No, when you're don't. in the military and something goes in your record, that's a fucking permanent record. Right. That's some shit that never goes away. So, and basically, he received fellatio, but because of the way the UCMJ is written, he has a charge of sodomy on him for the rest of his life okay. for allegations that were basically from his girlfriend at the time, who then found out something, got angry, and made allegations. Yeah, that's and, crazy. You know. I know it goes back and forth both ways, especially in the military, because there's plenty of guys that take advantage of women in the military as well. But this was literally an, you know, an instance of like the most awful thing happening because somebody got mad about something that you know was a completely mutual situation and then turned it into allegations. 
I mean, anybody can say anything. Show right. me some fucking proof. Exactly. I think that's a lot of it. There's no actual proof that's been disclosed in any of this stuff. It's all just allegations at this point. Brian Singer did make a statement, and I can read part of it here, but basically what it comes down to is he's not saying that Fox told him to stand down. He's saying that he did. Now, whether Fox did or not, who knows? But according to Singer, he said, These allegations against me are outrageous, vicious, and completely false. I do not want these fictitious claims to divert any attention from X-Men Days of Future Past. This fantastic film is a labor of love and one of the greatest experiences of my career. So out of respect for all of the extraordinary contributions from the incredibly talented actors and crew involved, I've decided not to participate in the upcoming media events for the film. Well, I mean, good for him, especially if it ends up being you know blatantly false accusations, nothing comes of it, and then he just had to bow out, but then does it you know kind of gracefully like that. You know, good for him if it doesn't put a tarnish on the film, just because everybody still. I mean, a lot of people in the geek community, not me, but a lot of people in the geek community still have a bad taste in their mouth because from Superman Returns. Right. And so they want to see, you know, a badass Brian Singer X-Men film. And I'm hoping it is good, and I'm hoping there's not, like, ridiculous backlash that comes back on the film the closer we get to release where everyone's like, oh, and then, this, and then the Brian Singer story hits the front page of not the geek press, but everywhere, and like, don't go see this movie. Brian Singer's been accused of blah, 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 and it tanks the movie. Yeah, which, and then, and, that's, and I never understood that shit anyways. I mean, it's really awful, but I mean... Why, why would I care what Brian Singer did 10 years ago to some 17-year-old? I want to go see an X-Men film. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's sad to say sometimes, but honestly, I don't really think the personal life bullshit should cut into whether or not I'm going to enjoy something on the geek side of it. Here's the simple fact of the matter. If you don't want to go to the movie because you're like, it's going to pay for him to his legal defense, he's probably already been paid for directing the movie. Yeah, he already got paid. Anything, yeah. he. I, and it's highly unlikely. Most directors don't get a very large cut of the back end. No. He might have a little bit. More than likely, it's Fox recouping it because, I mean, it's it's Fox's property. Exactly. But that, that's, that's pretty much what I want to touch on. I don't want to get into the he did it, he didn't do it type thing. But the accusations are out there. Feel free to read them. Both sides have made their retorts. And I'm just... Uh, it'll be interesting to see how people react the closer we get to days of future past yeah it definitely seems like yeah serious like good timing oh yeah this happened to me and it happened right before this movie is about yeah, to come exactly. out yeah exactly that's it's just funny. sad it's it's like the big paydays are right ahead so you know but honestly it's it's either really good publicity on singer's front you know that we're not talking about it because it might just he might just have good people that are getting it, you know, pushed back, pushed down, you know. Who knows? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I w- if I was going to put money on it, though, I would say it's Fox because they own so many news outlets, and they're trying to divert attention away from it and keep attention on the film. I think you're exactly right, but because yeah, they're not going to do a spotlight story on it on Fox News. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. But since we're, we're we're approaching our little time limit here, we'll try and stick to the traditional Gunna Geek podcast format, for lack of a better term. And since I'm carrying the banner for Steven and hosting, God help me, I don't like doing it. But um, <laughs> we're going to go to this week's highlight from the site. And conveniently, we have the writer of this highlight here with us. It is Bachman's best about the Wildstar pre-order beta. And since you're here, Anthony, why don't you tell us Yay. a little bit about the Wildstar pre-order beta? <laughs> it's like I planned this or something. Almost. I, I love being the highlight from the website. It's my favorite part of the Gunny Geek podcast. You can put that in your resume. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Um, for anybody that's not in the pre-order or somehow is living under a rock and hasn't heard about Wildstar, uh, the elevator pitch is World of Warcraft plus humor in space. 
So it's a sci-fi version of a more cartoony-looking MMORPG set with two factions battling over a planet that they found called Nexus. Both thinks they have equal rights to the planet, therefore, you know, battle ensues. And it's, I mean, the f- there's few bugs left. They've done a lot of work, you know, uh, tearing the thing apart, rebuilding it. The last patch was huge. Um, they redid the UI. They um, redid, I think, you know, a, a large percentage of the quests, a whole lot of the text, a whole lot of the, the videos. Um, it's a lot of cutscene videos. Um, not quite as intensive as um, uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic, but there's definitely you know quite a few videos. And if you want to get a good taste of them, just check out Wildstar's uh, YouTube channel. Over the course of like announcing the game up till now, basically the last year, year and a half, they've probably done I'd say somewhere upwards of thirty or forty videos. And some of them are you know live stream of the actual devs playing the game, which they put up on Twitch. And other ones are, you know, just videos of character introductions, class introductions, profession introductions, and showing all this new stuff that's in the game that's never been in other MMORPGs before, which is some of it's really cool. Like, they have a... The combat system is completely different in Wildstar from any MMO ever. There's no tab targeting and click through three buttons and recycle and do it over and over and over again. You actually have to move and aim like you're playing a MOBA, so it's skill shots for almost everything you do in the game. So, I mean, it just that alone completely changes the entire way you play the entire game from, you know, level one to level cap. Right. So I've heard a lot of good things about this. I was looking on Facebook. I think it was just the other day. JS got in on the Wildstorm beta also. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he'll hear us talking about it on this show. So I'll mention yeah. that you're on there also. So maybe you guys can link up and do some plan because... Surprise, guys, if you ever want to be in on a show secret, JS doesn't listen to the shows after we record them or if he's not on there. So <laughs> say whatever you want. Nice. I can make fun of him. No. Uh, I don't blame him. I hate listening back to shows that I'm on. <laughs> I, I only do sometimes because John D. brought up a good point. He goes, how you learn what you're screwing up is by hearing yourself do it. So I kind of force myself to go back and listen to myself sometimes. But it is true. I understand that point, but I hate my own voice. I do too. Because I'm tone deaf. And so I don't sound the same coming off of recording as I do in my own ears. Yeah, so I here. have a lot of trouble listening it, to it. And I have a problem I like to refer to as mush mouth sometimes where I don't enunciate very well. <laughs> And, and I think a minute ago you just said Wild Storm. Yeah. Wild Star. Yeah. <laughs> I probably did. I was thinking of the comic. But, like, if you listen to the uh, the Gunna Geek intros that we have, the one that I did for the Gunna Geek Network, I, I've got real bad mush mouth on that one. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, yeah, um, I, I, I would highly recommend. Voice. Sorry. What, Naki? I just have a man voice. <laughs> well, it depends which voice you're using. You got a couple. That is I true. do. <laughs> But yeah, um, anybody that's ever done an MMO before, honestly, I can't imagine anybody that wouldn't have fun with Wildstar. The humor aspects and the videos and the some of the ways the storylines are set up in the game is really fun. And just, I mean, some of the crazy stuff they've done with it is hilarious. And they've added, um, you know, just weird things like customization. You know, it's always cool to, like, customize your armor and stuff. End game, big badass elite armor. They made it to where you can customize your vehicles. Oh, they made cool. it to where you can customize your housing. So not only do you get a house and your own place to hide in the game where you can work on crafting, where you can have your own mine, where you can have your own uh, like garden to farm stuff, you know, for all the little like side professions. You can do all that as well as have a house that you build. And then when you add stuff into that house, it actually gives you uh, more rested experience depending on the cool stuff you have in your house. 
so that you log your character out in your house, and when you log back in the game, you'll have more rested experience than somebody would from logging out in a major city. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's just amazingly cool ideas. One of the ones I love is uh, the Chua's are these little race that look kind of like rodents that are just they 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 blow stuff up. They design weapons like they're just evil little furballs. But in the game, when you go to make your character, I didn't even think about it at first. There's no male or female. Chua's are just Chua's. But they so you have these crazy looking little characters, and then uh, their mount that they created is this giant gerbil ball. And with the customization, you can add weird stuff to it. There's a picture online you can actually look. It's a Chua mobile. It's a Chua ball with a ramen noodle bowl on top of it. Oh, that's cool. So it's like this giant gerbil ball that looks like it's a motorcycle inside of it, and what looks like a five-pound ramen noodle bowl sitting on the top of it. Like, that's pretty cool. The game is just craziness. So, so basically, guys, if you want to find out more, go check out all the sources that uh, Anthony gave you, or just go to gonageek.com and check out Bachman's Best on Wildstar. And then you can leave some comments, ask him questions on Twitter about it. I'm sure as an yeah, evangelist right. for the game, he'll tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I can't wait for launch. Yeah, and this is just all this is all still beta. The game hasn't even come out yet. That's fantastic. But looking at the time, I know Naki's got to run here in a couple. So I did want to say a big thanks to my ATG and co-host for helping to uh, fill the void here on uh, episode 43 <laughs> of the Gonna Geek podcast. Hooray, we're useful. We hope you guys enjoyed the ATG and takeover. And since we took over, I'm going to take the moment to plug and say, if you enjoyed hearing us ramble about stupid stuff, feel free to check out All Things Good Nerdy, a part of the Gunna Geek Network over at gunnageek.com slash network. We stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, and do the rest of the math from there because I always mess it up. Over 9 a.m. Li- Mountain. There you go, 9 a.m. Mountain. So I guess that's 8 a.m. Pacific over at live.atgnpodcast.com. So if you enjoyed this, come check out ATGN. It's going to be the three of us and generally a guest host of some kind rambling about all things good and nerdy because we're really creative with title names over there, guys. Damn right. The best. We are the best. We're the best. And don't Plus sing. we have bacon, no pants, and dick butts. you yeah, got to come check it out. It's like the trifecta of awesomeness. So, again, <laughs> Naki, Anthony, thank you so much for your backup here. And this is, I think, you guys both first appearance on the Gunna Geek podcast. Yes, it is. Ooh. Well, thank you so much, and I'm sure we'll we'll have you guys back on here again sometime. Just ask Stargate Pioneer. Once you guest on here once, you're apparently on our list. We're like, hey, you want to come back? We need you. I thought Wing had him locked up in his basement. Well, no, they're all in Vegas right now. It's Geekcation. (laughs) So he's locked up in Wing's hotel room, probably. Ah, there you go. (laughs) So if any of you guys from Geekcation listen to this while you're there or when you're coming back, hope you guys had fun, and we're looking forward to hearing from Wing next week about all all of these shenanigans that went on. But shenanigans. For episode lots for, of shenanigans. For episode forty-three of the GunnaGeek.com podcast, I'm Chris Farrell. And I'm, I'm Anthony Bachman. And she was not. And I am Naki. <laughs> we overran each other. I love it. Oh, there's some. And I overran Naki. There's some irony <laughs> with Naki being overrun, but that'll wrap us up for this week, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. From all of us here at the Gunna Geek Podcast, thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard, please write us a five-star review in iTunes. Want to chime in? Tweet us at Gunna Geek, email podcast at gunnageek.com, or like us at facebook.com slash gunnageek. Make sure you check out some of the other awesome podcasts, which are part of the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com slash network. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.